welcome to Confessions from a Dental Lab. This show is all about bringing you into the lab, beneath the surface, so you can see things, hear things, and understand things right from the source. Learn from longtime ceramists, dentists, and lab techs, both young and old. Without further ado, let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'll be your host, and we have a very exciting episode today because we're talking to Jim Fawcett, the Director of Finance here at New Art Dental Lab. We've talked to a lot of technicians, we've talked to some lab owners, we've even talked to some dentists, but we've never really explored uh, the financial side of this industry. So I think a lot of listeners will find that interesting. Jim, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks, KJ. Glad to be here. Yes, sir. Did I say your last name right, Jim Fawcett? Yep. Just awesome. like the water. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, so Jim, first question, uh, tell us about your background. Like, How long have you been in the dental lab field and what did you do before this? Yeah, so I've been here at New Art in the dental lab field since February of 2020, uh, right before COVID kind of caused a little bit of havoc in not only our field and every other industry in the world. Um, so it, I'd never been in a medical dental lab field. Uh, previous experience, I've worked for everything from service industry, snow removal company, uh, electronic manufacturer of components for furniture, uh, feed mill industry, design systems for feed mills all over the world. What else? Uh, contract flooring, grease and oil lubricant. So I've been uh, every type of industry that you can be in, whether it's service, manufacturing, distribution. So kind of uh, covered the gamut over the last 30 years. Yeah, um, definitely teaches you how to become a problem solver. I, I would argue that's probably like an advantage. Like it's cool to have someone who's like incredibly niched out, but I think coming and drawing experiences from multiple different industries just makes you more effective uh, when things like you know, a, a pandemic might happen or just unforeseen challenges. Um, so that kind of leads to our next question. How is managing the finances of a dental lab different than other enterprises and in other industries? I guess you could take that in any direction you want. Um, from a, a, you know, every industry has the same type of costs. We have people, we have material, we have equipment. Um, we're more people driven as a cost versus material. Um, as I tell people, we're like Santa's workshop mm-hmm. where a case comes in the door. We have all these people do little things to it. It goes in a box and it goes back out to the dentist. So um, dealing with custom products, you can't just make 50 of them and five don't work and you throw them out. We have to make mm-hmm. sure that we uh, complete the project and the case for that patient exactly how it needs to be done. So there's a lot of detailed work. A lot of stress goes into it for our technicians. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, we're making things pretty that go in people's mouths and people need their teeth and everything to go with it to eat. And, and so we're kind of in an industry where, uh, you know, we, we have to make sure we satisfy not only the dentist, but the, the patient as well, because they're as much our customer as the dentist is. Um, so we're kind of working with two different types of people as a customer. Everyone thinks we just deal with dentists, but if the dentist doesn't have patients, he's probably not going to come to us as a dental lab. So yeah. No, that's actually really interesting. I didn't really think about it from that perspective, but sometimes when a parent might buy a toy for their kid, like they could care less what their own interest is in it. They just, you know, want to make the kid happy, help entertain him or do something constructive or something. But you're right. Like we're dealing with not only the dental side of things, that, that's kind of like a B2B environment, but also nothing, none of that really matters, like you said, unless the, the consumer's happy. So, so that's really interesting. Um, I guess you, you kind of touched on it, but maybe we could go a little deeper. 
what are the main expenses of a dental lab? You know, every business has expenses and, uh, you know, maybe human, human, re- human capital is like a, a lot of that expense across the board. But, but I guess, could you just talk about the general expenses of a dental lab? Yeah. So like I said before, the, the, the biggest expense is the people that work for us that do the work. Um, in order to say cost effective, what we've found over the last, you know, since the pandemic is, um, is there ways to not, not that we want to get rid of people, but can we have use equipment to help alleviate some of that cost? Mm. Because from a standpoint of equipment, uh, you know, it's here every day. Um, it doesn't get sick. It doesn't take vacation. Great point. Um, I mean, we need people here, but how do we become more efficient, not just keep hiring more people? Because at that rate, our cost will exceed our revenue and then we won't be in business. So we found ways in, you know, having the people have to run the equipment as well. It's not like we have robots here yeah. doing the work. So we try and uh, uh, increase our efficiencies by using equipment and having the employees do other things while the equipment's running some of the processes where before we did a lot of stuff just by hand. So yeah. that that's able that helps us to not have to raise prices and you know put yourself out of the market because you're too expensive. You know that's actually really interesting. Um, a couple things you hit on there. I know last week we talked to Jonah and he was telling us about a typical day for you know someone who mans the 3D printers over here and and he described that some of the prints you know could take like an hour and a half. So he's he might be cleaning something. He might be working on some scanning and stuff like that um yeah that's that's a it's pretty interesting yeah cross training is is huge here uh because we have processes that everything goes through in the lab and sometimes we bottleneck in certain production areas of the company so what we found is if we can have people be more than just what we call the one trick pony it helps our other teams to get push the work through so that we can you know meet our we have specific guidelines and timelines that we give to our dentists to meet the needs of them getting a patient in, getting them back in for work. Um, so we have to, we have pretty tight, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tight uh, work schedules where if we don't meet that, it's it's our own fault. So we have to make sure not only do we have the people here, but the equipment running, if stuff breaks down, it has to get fixed. Do we have enough equipment? Do we have enough people? Do we have too many people? Um, this business kind of goes up and down depending on the times of the year and what time of month it is potentially. Um, so we have all those things to factor in, uh, when it comes to, you know, employing people and having the right equipment to help the process. Man, it's, it's so interesting because it's making me think of like a game of Tetris or, or like the chicken and the egg metaphor where one of the best things about new art is the brand new technology we have, like the state of the art mills, the brand new 3d printers, the, the best scanners, all that good stuff, bringing in a new server, stuff like that. Um, but, it, but we would never be able to afford that if we were paying too much cost for the employee. So it's kind of like this balance beam where you have to, you like, you made a great point. We absolutely need the expertise a human brings, you know, machines aren't at that level where they can just magically replicate all these you know unique uh, restorations and everything and we also need them to help run the machines as as many people do across many different industries but uh you know i think we've done a great job as a lab and i think other labs would be better you know would always be best served to have the newest technology you know i I know that's like a perfect world type concept but in order to afford that you got to make sure you're not over overspending in other parts So, so that's really interesting to hear about um because we, we have great people, we also have great technology, and, and that doesn't happen by accident. Uh, next question, how do you see the current economic landscape affecting dental labs, if at all? 
Yeah, we're kind of in, uh, I don't know if I'd say a totally protective environment, but, you know, people need teeth. They need to have teeth in order to eat. Um, one of the things that happens that we've seen when, you know, we go into a recession or the economy is down is that uh, the part of the business for our lab that probably goes down a little bit is like what we call veneers. Mm-hmm. Um, they cosmetic. are, yeah, the cosmetic part of our business. So, you know, those are the nice to haves. It's kind of like going out and, you know, buying a Honda Accord uh, because you didn't get a bonus this year versus going and buying a Lexus. Uh, you know, when people don't have extra money to spend, they don't go buy nice things. They kind of hunker down and just try and work their way through it. So, but all the bread and butter stuff, the crowns, you know, uh, as we see the populations getting older, our removables and dentures department mm. is extremely busy. Um, if people didn't take care of their teeth, teeth growing up and, you know, I don't know what the population size is, the 65 and older, but, you know, I think that that's going to continue no matter if the economy is going well or not going well. We just have to make sure that we're price competitive and that our service and what we say we're going to do is what we do. And so that we don't have, we don't, you know, want, don't want to have people want to leave New Art Dental Lab for the work we do for them. As long as the work's good, that solves a lot of problems. Um, Absolutely. I mean, that makes perfect sense. Like uh, when times are great, you know, every, everyone's got, everyone's flush with, with income or whatever. It makes it a lot easier to go and buy a brand new smile, right? And, right. and take a few photos and share that. But when times are tough, you might just want to be able to eat, right? And that's a huge difference with the cost of some of these, you know, complete smile transformations. And we're happy to do it. Uh, thank you for providing that update. I guess a, a question I had that came up, I didn't write this one down, but as you were talking, is there like someone maybe in your life, uh, whether it's maybe someone you've met or someone you haven't met, or maybe you want to give like one of both or, or just like someone who comes to mind who really you think... Um, left a strong impression on the way you approach financial, uh, the financial world and the financials in this business, solving problems. Um, you know, I know for me, when I first discovered what like compound interest was, it, it really made an impression on me. And, and as someone who's been doing it for a long time, is there, is there someone who, who maybe has made an impact on you? Yeah, I've, I've probably worked for a few CEOs of company that uh, kind of reiterated that it's not a race when it comes to financials. It's about we tend to run too fast and at times we need to step back and slow down a little bit and make better decisions. Um, you know, we're always in the heat of the battle and, you know, especially in this business, there's moving parts like constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes if you move too fast, it's too late to go back and say, Oh, I wish I would have done it that way. And that's how a lot of businesses struggle is because they, they're doing really well, but they make a few poor decisions and all of a sudden they're not the leader in what they do anymore. And it's hard to get back to that. Um, you know, we're in a competitive environment as every other business is, and, you know, we kind of keep an eye on what's going on out there. And if our employees stay or if they go or, you know, our dentists leave or they stay, you know, why, why is that happening? So you really have to, you know, forward looking is extremely important. Like, you know, I always think, you know, six months to a year out, not, you know, yesterday, what happened? I mean, what's done is done. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not proactive in this business or any other business, you will get run over. Yeah, I think that's tremendous advice, especially in this kind of economic environment where, you know, be be careful on your purchases um, or be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amen. Amen. So so last question is kind of a fun one. I know we have a lot of dentists listening. Uh, Jim loves the golf. So, Jim, I'm going to add him to put you on the spot. What's uh what's a golf course you think is, um you know, you, you may have played it this year. You may have played it in years past, but 
but I guess uh, let's just say in Wisconsin, right? Because that's where our labs located. What's 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 what do you think like one of the more underrated golf courses that someone else might enjoy playing? Uh, underrated golf courses. Well, you hear about all the big ones: Whistling Straits, Aaron Hills, Sand Valley. Um, just trying to think. Yeah, go for it. Um, you know, there's a lot of good golf courses up north that people don't hear about, like up in the Sir Sir uh, Saint Germain, up in the uh, Chain of Lakes, area. Chain of Lakes area. There, that people don't go there unless you're vacationing. But I've heard people come back and say, "Man, this is a hidden gem. Like it doesn't get much play. It's only open four months a year because you're waiting for the snow to melt." And then, as I heard yesterday, they're already supposed to get you know three to eight inches of snow up in northern Wisconsin. So. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of, you know, down here in Southeast Wisconsin, there's a, there's some good ones, but I have, I have not played, but I've talked to people that have played a lot of like places that are semi-private up North that are mm. really good. That um, I can attest Eagle River so. golf course, the golf digest even wrote in their article, if it was down near, uh, you know, uh, Southeast Wisconsin, it would for sure be private. And, yeah. uh, I, yeah. I love playing that one when we go up there. There are some cold rounds in the, in the fringes of yeah, the season, right. but dress accordingly dress accordingly also <laughs> great great golf advice um jim thanks so much for coming on any final thoughts uh no just uh appreciate you having me on and uh, hope uh, all the information that we've been giving people each week on the podcast helps and uh, we'll try and keep providing beneficial information to the, our audience yeah thanks so much jim thank you everyone for listening if you want to get in touch with the show, you can message us on Instagram, life at New Art Dental. You can send us an email at dentallabpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, you know, another great episode. We look forward to catching everybody next week. So thank you and talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Confessions from a Dental Lab. If you'd like to contact the show, simply send us an email at dentallabpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch with us at Life at New Art Dental on Instagram. Thank you for listening once again. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Make sure to subscribe and tell a friend. And until next time, we're out.